0: Mixed Down Media Productions. Today, let's talk about the podcasting lessons that I have learned not only as a podcaster but as a podcast producer and how it can help you into 2021 as a podcaster. Also, we are going to be answering listener questions in today's episode. When you're one unbalanced piece of audio from losing your shit. This is the podcast therapist. So good to have you back on another episode of The Podcast Therapist. I am your host, the Shan Man, Shannon Hernandez, radio broadcaster, podcaster, and a podcast producer. And believe it or not, this is the very last episode of 2020 for The Podcast Therapist. Of course, uh, next week is going to be uh, 2021, and this is when we're going to try and start kicking things into high gear, especially for this particular podcast. So I thought that with today's episode, that you know since we're counting down the days of 2020 and what a long year it's been it feels like we've had what like 5 to 10 years all packed into one year uh, i figured we would go ahead and do some uh, some lists actually uh, count down some lists and i have nine podcasting lessons that i learned in 2020 and maybe how they can help you with your podcast in 2021 now before we jump into that list i want to preface the list first by Letting you, the listener, know that I know that you come here for podcasting advice. And I know that you come here for not only just the tech advice and the the advice of, like I guess, I don't know, a radio broadcaster, someone who's been doing this for quite some time. And if you, this is your first time listening to me, I've been in radio for over 20 years. In fact, coming up in January, I think I'm going to be hitting 22 years on the radio. Nevertheless, I know that you come here to get all of that information of what it takes to become not only a great podcast host, a great podcast editor, uh, a researcher, uh, a social media marketer, a uh, a, a, a promoter, someone who develops maybe even a website. I know that you wanna learn all these things. But I wanna break down in today's list and give you the full circle of giving you the idea that in order to achieve all of these pieces that I just mentioned, you have to come down and break it down into the foundations of your own life. And if you don't have these foundations set in place or set in motion, then it can wreak havoc. Uh, Excuse me, then it can wreak havoc. Wreak havoc on maybe the consistency of your podcast, maybe how you present in your podcast, how you conduct interviews in your podcast. And these foundations that I'm going to be talking with you about really are basic foundations that I want you to focus on in addition to the elements of you building out podcasts for 2021, all right? So please t- please keep this in mind that I understand where you are coming from and I understand that you want technical information. You want insider information. But there is no better insider information than what I'm about to tell you in today's episode in this first section of the podcast, all right? Now before we get started, I wanna let you know that today's episode was built and created completely inside of a rocket book. It is a reusable notebook where you use friction pens. This is like one of my favorite uh, items to have when I am creating podcasting content. So basically this reusable notebook allows you to write all of your notes inside the notebook and If let's say you fill the notebook up, well, you don't have to throw it away. You can actually scan all of your notes using the Rocketbook app and save all of your notes inside of the cloud. And then when they're all saved into the cloud, you get to wet a rag that you get with your Rocketbook and clean out your Rocketbook and start fresh and brand new. I love this Rocketbook. I mean, I have two of them. I have two specific ones. I have a Fusion and I have a Core. And uh, they have many others. They have Matrix, uh, a Matrix notebook, also a flip notebook that you can check out. If you want more details and learn how you can use a and power the next generation of your ideas, head to thepodcasttherapist.com slash Rocketbook. That is my affiliate link. Of course, I will get a little bit of a commission kickback by referring you to that link. But I tell you what. It has definitely saved not only on paper, but the weight that is inside of my computer bag whenever I'm uh, going out uh, to work or where, you know, if I have to work remote somewhere, it saves on paper and that weight in that bag. So let's jump into today's top nine podcasting lessons that I had learned in 2020. And these top nine lessons really were very personal for me, and they may hit a nerve with you, not everyone is going to relate to some of these things, but the reason why I bring them up is because they are common themes that come up in your life every day, and if I didn't do these things every day, or if I didn't recognize some of the areas where I didn't focus every day, then I wouldn't be releasing this podcast. This podcast would not even exist, all right? So let's go ahead and start with number one. And I think it's one of the most important pieces of your life when it comes down to your podcast and developing content. And it is actually the one piece in my life that I need to have almost on a daily basis. Excuse me, a daily basis. It doesn't matter if it's in one form or another. And what I am talking about is taking care of yourself first. That is the first lesson that I have learned in 2020. So I've known this for a while and it is actually a habit that I've built in the last six, seven years since I decided to learn how to exercise again. Because, you know, when you're in your 30s and in your 20s, you kind of forget a lot about that. These days, I think 20 year olds and 30 year olds, they tend to to be more health conscious, less than what I was. But. That is one of the basic tenets of my life, is learning to take care of myself first. So I want you to take care of yourself first. This is number one, and that is going to be through exercise. Now, at the beginning of the pandemic, I I think I have mentioned this in previous episodes or maybe even on my YouTube channel, I have mentioned that the beginning of the pandemic, I was really kind of challenged and stymied by sciatic pain. And the sciatic pain was really it was really killing me on my left leg uh, and sitting in this particular chair that I have, it's not necessarily the most comfortable, it's a Tempur-Pedic, but you know, the sedentary lifestyle does not lend itself to to creating comfortable situations, especially whenever you're really working on something very intently, such as your podcast. The sedentary lifestyle can really wreak havoc on everything that happens in your life. Now, what I had discovered in 2020 was that I was not taking care of myself first, because when the gym shut down, when I was not able to, um, you know, go to the gym, uh, do some cardio, lift some weights, do whatever I needed to do to keep myself active, I found myself going out for walks, and when I went out for walks, um, that felt great. You know, running was kind of a very difficult thing for me to do because it, it was really terror on my joints and that proved itself eventually when I sprained my ankle uh, back in March of 2020 and I really, <laughs> really was kind of more sedentary than anything. But it wasn't up until when I kept getting served ads on Facebook for uh, a yoga program. And I'm sure, I'm sure some of you have heard about this. Uh, this is the DDP yoga program. It's uh, Diamond Dallas Page. It was the former wrestler, uh, I think WWE, WWF, I'm not a big wrestling fan so I don't know, but uh, he had this, this program, this yoga program, for people who were trying to do functional things. They were trying to remove the sciatic pain. And so I enrolled in that, and that was the one thing that I guess kind of unlocked a lot of, not only the pain in my lower back and in my sciatica, but it allowed to give me a different perspective on how I developed my content for not only my YouTube channel, but for this very podcast. So I think perspective is something that we will talk about here after a little while. So number one, take care of yourself. Number two, I think is very important. You got to find time to eat healthy, eating fresh greens. Don't eat anything that's got uh, preservatives or something that's processed. Look for salads and greens, uh, broccolis, Brussels sprouts, uh, cauliflowers. Those are all high in vitamins. If you do research on this, if you go look, if you look up inside of Google and type in Uh, you know, the health benefits of cauliflower. You can go in and read all the health benefits of of cauliflower and see that, you know, you don't necessarily need to be buying vitamins. Uh, You could buy supplements that will help supplement you uh, with those vitamins, but you can get a lot of those vitamins from broccoli, uh, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, fruits and vegetables. This is something that I think is very huge. Now, uh, one of the things that I think that might help you when it comes down to eating healthy is that I believe that eating healthy helps stimulate the mind to help become to help you become more creative and be more analytical at the same time so when you're feeding and nourishing your brain with the healthy foods you're able to operate on a higher level so what i would tell you is that um i would consider going out and looking for some books that uh, really focus on the nutrition brain health it focus on um you know, internal health, no matter what. Uh, the book that I started on was actually called Practical Paleo uh, by the author Diane Sanfilippo, and uh, she's got a podcast I believe called Balanced Eats. If you want to go check that out, I have no problem promoting her podcast. Uh, maybe one of these days we'll get her on the podcast. We'll talk about her podcast and why she started a podcast. But she's big time, big big time. But Practical Paleo is that book. I'll go ahead and leave a link for that down in the description of this podcast episode on your. Uh, phone, So you can go ahead and check that out if you're uh, in a place where you can check that out. Also, another book that you might want to be able to check out is one called um, Eat for Life. There's another one called End of Diabetes, End of uh, Heart Disease, all by the author and Dr. Joel Furman. This is actually a book that I had uh, been perusing, and um, I ended up interviewing uh, someone from a band called Nonpoint. His name was Rob Rivera. He's the drummer of the band, and he ended up losing a ton of weight by following the book, The End of Diabetes, because he ended up being uh, diabetic and lost all this weight, and found out how he could learn how to eat and how it helped kind of solve the. The diabetic problem that he had, in fact, he was no longer diabetic by the time I had talked to him because he was following these programs. So what I recommend that you do is focus on eating healthy. Food is medicine. That is one fr- one phrase that my friend Orletha has mentioned. Food is medicine. So you gotta remember that what you eat, and if it's good, nothing processed, it can help benefit you, than stymie you. So if the need for healthy foods, do this to create Higher creativity and analytics, all right? Now, I know that what you're saying is that it might be expensive. It is expensive. It's expensive to go out and get the the fruits. It's expensive to get the cauliflowers. I get that. You don't have to do it all at once. Start small, start buying little by little uh, different fruits and vegetables in order to cook. There's so many recipes where you can just incorporate them into the current meals that you're already eating and slowly, gradually start moving towards a clean, eating, healthy uh, healthy lifestyle. That's one thing that I think that is very important because I do notice it whenever it comes down to me developing content for this podcast, my YouTube channel, and even editing the podcast that I do edit, all right? Number three, when it comes down to you editing your podcast, when you are tired, take a break. So if you've been grinding away on your podcast, and a lot of you out there tend to over edit a lot of you out there tend to overthink the podcasting process and that can really fatigue you over time. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's no, there's no book that's telling you the right way or the wrong way to do podcasting. But the one thing that I do recommend is that if you're overdoing it and you're coming up against a wall, when you're tired, take a break. I would rather you create quality content, Than forced and unusable content. Let me say that again. I'd rather you create quality content. Than forced and unusable content. Okay. So make your content quality. And do it on a fresh mind. This is something that I had to learn. In 2020. Especially in the summer of 2020. Here in Phoenix, Arizona. When it is hot. And it is almost impossible to think. If I had to take three breaks for the, for the day, I would, just because I knew that working under conditions where it was way too difficult to think, I was much better doing it at night, or I was much better doing it whenever it was quiet. I took breaks when I needed to if I was up against a wall. Number four, take the time to step outside of your comfort zone and learn a brand new skill. I've talked about this in previous episodes of this podcast. In fact, what was it, two episodes ago as of this podcast? I talked about the value of learning graphic design. But it just doesn't have to be graphic design. For me, this year, I learned brand new skill. I learned a completely brand new skill in Adobe, in the Adobe Creative Cloud. And that was Adobe Premiere. Now, does it mean I'm a, a pro at Adobe Premiere? No, but I did make it a point to take a training to learn the basics of Adobe Premiere. I also learned how to use my Sony A6400 camera to create better quality content for people on my YouTube channel. So whatever it may be, I want you to take a step outside of your current comfort zone of just editing a podcast, and jump into another area. Maybe it is Adobe Premiere. Maybe it is uh, you know, Adobe Illustrator. Maybe it's ScreenFlow for Mac. Maybe it's Camtasia for PC. Maybe it's creating or actually taking a training on search engine optimization. But I learned in 2020 that when I learned a brand new skill, it was another tool in my toolbox. I mean, you could put it another way, it was another weapon in my arsenal of weapons. And I, I only, all I have is to get better at it. So I wanna encourage you to take the time to learn a brand new skill in 2021. Number five. Learn to receive. This is a very interesting one. And this is going to relate directly to the podcaster who's looking for all the downloads. The podcaster is trying to get monetization deals, sponsorships. Number five is all about receiving. In 2020, this happened to me. I felt very closed off in 2020. In fact, uh, at the beginning of 2020, I was really pushing very hard to get some certain areas of my website up and running, it was requiring me to write email copy, build landing pages, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, test those landing pages, test those email campaigns, because they all related directly to my podcasting YouTube channel. And I wanted to test these things out. But what I felt I was doing is that I was closing myself off from the opportunities of being able to connect with people like you in order to create more value. So what ended up happening and how did I learn how to receive? And how did it open up doors? Well, this all happened in the middle of 2020 and I had a friend of mine, his name is Mark. Uh, Mark is a truck driver and wanted to start a pod, uh, wanted to start a website and training course on teaching people how to begin become truck drivers, getting their CDL license and all the steps that it takes to do all this stuff. And at the time, I was not necessarily struggling with money. In fact, I don't think this year I've been struggling for money at all. But I was being very careful about the money that I was spending because pandemic 2020 was really making everything uncertain. Up until Mark reached out to me and said that he had hired someone. And he just wanted to make his website a little bit better. He ended up investing in a Kajabi website platform. But he didn't know how to use it. And because he was out on the road so much. He needed someone who knew the back end of those websites. In order to launch his website. Well I mean I told Mark and he had known. That. I was pretty much a madman on the back end of Kajabi, knowing how to operate, build websites, build graphic design, build email campaigns and funnels. And that's when things started to really kind of take off because it was the knowledge, it was the time that I took to learn those tools, to learn the back end, the tools of Kajabi. And I started thinking to myself, okay, I can start helping other people. And I kind of let my guard down. And anytime someone had referred me For someone who needed help with a website, I accepted. I said, hey, let's talk it out. Let's see if we are a fit. So I started learning how to receive. Whether those people, I was able to close those people or not, it didn't matter. I was just open to receiving because it allowed me to get a different perspective on where someone's head was at and how I could better serve them. Now let's turn this towards the podcaster. Maybe you are the podcaster who's trying to get the big guest, the big fish on your podcast. Ask yourself, what is it going to take to get that big guest on your podcast? For you, it might be actually interviewing many lesser known guests. Helping someone build their podcast. Maybe that's what you're trying to do. Take on things that will help you grow. Like I had said I would take on these website projects because I wanted to see a perspective. And if those perspectives gave me any light as to how I could better serve someone else, the next person that came along, I knew exactly how to help them. So you as the podcaster, think about gaining perspective, interviewing the little people, putting a spin on it in terms of, Okay, I may be interviewing someone who's not as known as a, I don't know, a Mark Marin, But you might be practicing your interview skills. You might be practicing an opportunity for you to edit better. You might be able to create a podcast that sounds completely different than your own podcast when you're helping someone else. Gain a perspective from something that Uh, that comes to you, someone needs help, allow it, receive, learn to receive, but also learn to know when it's, when it's okay to say no, but allow yourself to receive these gifts that are going to be given to you in the form of skills. That's what I think is important here. Okay. Number six in 2020, some lessons that I learned as a podcaster and podcast host In difficult times of creating content, you sometimes have to push through and exercise that creative muscle. Sometimes it will activate after, say, around 20 minutes. So when I was creating the Podcast Therapist, I had to create all the little elements that you hear in between all the bumpers, the sweepers, the drops, all of that. And that was probably the most difficult thing for me. What I was up against inside of 2020 when it came to building out the Podcast Therapist was... All of those pieces. And when you're developing sound design for your own podcast, you want it to sound perfect. I get it. And I got inside of my head probably a little too much when it came down to to branding this particular podcast. I knew all the other steps that you would probably find in the podcast launch checklist that I have on my website. I knew all those by part. But when it came down to the sound design, I overthought it. And I didn't need to overthink it. And when it came down to that, it was all about a creative process. I could not come up with a creative copy sometimes. In fact, when you hear in this podcast, you hear the segment Unnecessary Explanations. That's actually what the name of this podcast was going to be. It wasn't up until when my friend LD had told me that I was her podcast therapist. That's when I decided to come up with the name of the podcast therapist. So what I would want you to do is that if you're having a block, a creative block in those difficult creative blocks, I want you to push through. I want you to exercise that creative muscle because around after 20 minutes of you pressing and pushing through and trying to get right through that, that creative block after 20 minutes, you start to activate some juices, try to make concerted efforts to focus on 20 minutes of trying to build something, even if you only build a small piece of the puzzle. You're going to activate some creativity, and that's what I ended up learning in 2020. Number seven, we're going to be talking about this in the next episode. It's going to be very important, I think, for every podcaster. It doesn't matter what it is, but I want you to, number seven, invest. I want you to invest in equipment. I want you to invest in services, et cetera. I want you to invest in anything that is going to make you a better podcaster through and through. Being a better podcaster doesn't mean that it's going to be about presenting because, well, it is, but it's much more than that. As a radio presenter and who does someone who does it every day, being a radio presenter just doesn't mean that I'm going in and I'm pressing a, a, a key for a mic and I'm making the mic hot and I'm just presenting. No. It means that I'm actually versed in knowing how to research. I'm versed in editing, audio editing. I'm versed in uh, PR. I'm versed in marketing. I want you to invest in not only yourself, but in the tools that are going to help you. The way you are probably thinking about this is, well, how can I make this thing or my podcast something that I invest in when it's going to cost me money? Well, just think about it and turn it on its head. If something that is going to help you make money is worth money and is worth value, invest in it it can only make you better. Invest. We're going to talk a lot about this like I said in next episode when we interview Carmen Reed. You're going to really like the conversation we had uh with her, okay? Number 8. Find time to reconnect or just connect with others. In 2020, I I found it very difficult to connect with people because I typically did this at concerts. I typically did this uh, you know, at the radio station, uh, you know, networking meetings, whatever it may have been. And it made it a little more difficult. So in 2021, even though we are still trying to figure out vaccines and we're trying to figure out how to uh, get back to normal life, we're still going to have to do these connection dates on Zoom or whatever platform that we're using. So I want you to find time in 2021 to. Connect with someone else to change your perspective outside the content that you're creating in your own little bubble. We tend to get, as podcasters, we tend to get involved in our own little bubble that we forget about what the outside world is trying to tell us. So that's why I want you to reconnect, meet with someone, jump on LinkedIn, and start connecting with others who might help benefit you in some way. Maybe they might be a guest. Maybe you could be a guest on their podcast. Maybe they can do a guest post on your website. How can... How can you connect with someone that you relate with on an equal leveling level plane? Start doing those Zoom meetings. But make sure you t- make that effort to reconnect or connect with people to build a whole brand new perspective. And the last one, number nine. Lessons I learned in 2020, I stayed in my own lane. And me staying in my own lane this year was actually something that happened in the latter part of the, the, the year. I just decided that I needed to stay in my own lane. I did not need to focus on what my competitors were doing. And when I say focus, I'm talking about obsessing over what my competitors were doing. I stayed in my own lane and I started to focus on what I was doing to create better content on the radio, on YouTube, and now this podcast. You're going to have likely within your podcasting niche, hundreds if not hundreds, of other podcasts that are going to be talking about the exact same thing that you are going to be talking about. I don't want you to, I do not want you to obsess over those people. I do not want you to obsess over how someone edits their podcast. I do not want you to obsess over anything. What I want you to do is I want you to observe, observe what they do, but do not obsess And stay in your own lane. Don't focus on what other people are doing. Focus on what you're doing. Have your own fun. Who was it? It could have been like. I don't know. Was it Bill Gates or Steve Jobs? I think it was Steve Jobs. He said don't imitate. Innovate. I think he was the one that said that. I could be wrong. But that quote has been going around for a while. Don't imitate other people. Innovate. Become yourself. Create your own program that is going to inspire someone else. Observe how other people are doing them. Observe how other podcasts are conducted. But don't obsess over them. It's funny because a lot of people ask me, like, how many podcasts do you listen to? And for me, podcasting and listening to podcasts, it's not as... uh, what would you, I, I don't obsess over it like I like some people do. There, there's some people who subscribe to like 10, 20 podcasts and they have a listening schedule. But as a content creator, you have to turn from the content creator into now the producer. So observe what other people are doing, but don't obsess because you are now the content creator. You are now the producer, and that's what I had to end up learning in 2020 i had to remind myself that i was the producer and i could not obsess over my competitors coming up in the next segment we're going to be talking about some things that you could take action on in 2021 as a podcaster so stick around for that in the mix down the podcast therapist To a lot of you, coffee is the nectar of the morning wake up gods, right? I totally love that feeling just like you of being awake, especially as I get older. Adulting tends to get a little bit harder. It wasn't until I made a visit to the doctor a few years back and I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I had to give up all of the caffeine in my life, including coffee. You see, even though caffeine can wake you up and make you feel alive for some part of the morning, it also has side effects like the jitters, anxiety, and you'll get terrible sleep, all of the things that I was experiencing. That's when I discovered Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee replacement with one-seventh the caffeine of coffee that actually gives me energy, focus, and immunity without jitters, crashes, or a downside. So what's in it? Mud Water is a mixture of herbs, spices, and magic mushrooms that dial in on your immunity, boost your clarity, creativity, and your mood. I can't tell you how much of a difference it has made in my life in the last few months. So lose the jitters and find more focus with Mud Water. Get your Mud Water starter kit today at thepodcasttherapist.com/mudwater. That's slash mudwtr to learn more and get your first can and frother today. Mixdown. It's time for the The mixdown. The podcast therapist. Okay, welcome back to The Podcast Therapist, and we're gonna jump right into the mix down. Before we get to that, I wanna remind you, the podcaster or the listener themselves, I wanna remind you that each and every one of these episodes that I create, go back and listen to them. You don't have to just listen to them once. You can go back and listen to them multiple times, and uh, you can always get something different out of each episode, learn something brand new. Some episodes will be more valuable than others. I do realize this. I realize that a lot of these beginning episodes are very beginner-ish for those who are tuning into this podcast, but I have heard from people who have told me that uh, listening to some of these episodes are great reminders of why they're creating content or why I mention these particular elements of podcasting, whether it's equipment, technology, uh, content creation, whatever it may, may be. People have told me these are great reminders, and I hope that these are great reminders for you. So again, go back, listen to these older episodes, and re-educate yourself on some of the things that you could be doing because not uh, you know a lot of this stuff is not going to change uh, over time a lot of the the information that I'm sharing with you is evergreen and uh it might benefit you later on down the line all right so let's jump into today's list because uh, the list is really about the actions you can take with your podcast into 2021. Some of them I already mentioned, that's all right, that's okay, and I think they're just, uh, they bear worth mentioning again, all right? So let's jump into it. Number one of this countdown, don't obsess over your statistics, don't obsess over your downloads. I talked about obsessing over your competition. Now, I want you to not obsess over your statistics or your downloads. I get that you want to get hundreds and thousands of downloads per episode, I get that, but if you're just starting out or if you're someone who's stopped the podcast and then rebooting it back up, don't obsess over these numbers. What you should be obsessing over is value, and we're gonna talk about that here shortly, okay? But what I want you to focus on here is maybe just check your, your statistics and your downloads, check them once a week, maybe even twice a week, just to kinda see where you are You know, on that uh, second round whenever you're going and looking at your, your downloads and your statistics and where people are listening. You know, just kind of take note and reevaluate on the following week. You don't get anywhere if you are not reevaluating each and every week. It's like an exercise program. When it comes down to podcasting, you have to reevaluate what you did that week and how you can improve the following week. So your podcast cannot just be the only thing that you're releasing. You're probably going to have to put some marketing and promotion into your podcast. So if you're not seeing the amount of downloads that you have expected for that week. Don't obsess over every day whether or not you got one or two downloads. I've known people like this. Just do it once a week, maybe twice a week, and then reevaluate, okay? So that's going to be something I think is very important. So that's number one. Number two, I want you to work on listening and becoming curious. Now, this is for people who are doing podcast interviews. So work on listening and becoming a curious human being. I want to emphasize human being there because you as the podcast host, you say, oh, I'm the host, but I want you to be a human being. There's no better interview than if you're just having a conversation with someone where you're being genuinely curious. Your curiosity should be shared, asked, and examined in each episode. I want you to implement this in your interviews. I want you to implement curiosity. I want you to implement it so much that you're asking questions like a third grader. I want you to be curious and listen with interest. Because when you listen with interest, then you can probably come up with some questions on the fly. So listen and become curious. Number three. This is going to be kind of a long one. So. The title is short, but the concept is a little bit longer. Number three, build intentional content that resolves. Let me read that again. Build intentional content that resolves. What do I mean by this? Let me try and break it down by categories with different podcast categories. And again, I'm not perfect on this. There are certain circumstances that you might be working with, I get this, but what I'm sharing with you is to hopefully give you another perspective on how people listen, on the behaviors in which people listen to podcasts. So underneath this heading, build intentional content that resolves, let's start with the true crime niche. If you're doing a true crime podcast, yeah, likely you are probably going down the pathway of an investigation of some sort. You've done your research. Ask yourself the question, have I resolved the problem for the listener or am I leaving them hanging? Have I, not, have I given a payoff for the listener by the end of the podcast so that they'll want to come back and listen again? You can come to your own personal uh, conclusions of those investigations and cases, but how are you paying it off to the listener by the end of the episode? Or do you leave those listeners hanging until the next episode and give a reveal in the follow-up episode? Think about that. So build intentional content that somehow resolves, that gives a payoff, that is valuable. When you build content that resolves something, people will want to come back and listen to more. Let's take the comedy niche now. Comedians are very unique individuals because uh, they can they can at times be self deprecating. At times, they can you know uh, use their own self. They can self examine themselves really well, but at the end of the day, whenever they're examining themselves and making light to, you know, their habits or their behaviors? How can a comedian resolve and connect with a listener? Do they get personal while being funny at the same time? How how do they do that? How do they relate to other people's challenges? Think of any comedian that you have ever seen or listened to. The, men, the one comedian that I like to to follow is Sebastian Maniscalco. And he tends to take these everyday scenarios and make them relatable to where people can really connect with him on going to the grocery store or going out on dates with his girlfriend or wife. Now it's his wife. How is he connecting? How is he finding the resolution. He finds these different little resolutions in each, every single bit that he creates. So how can you do that with your audience? Let's go into the next niche. How about the business niche? For people who are business owners, for people who are doing a business podcast starting out for the very first time, you probably already know this one, but it's great to remind you. When you go in and you build intentional content that resolves, I want you to solve someone's professional challenge with your own solution. Just because I'm a podcast trainer, I'm a podcast host, I'm a radio broadcaster, doesn't mean that my method is the tried and true method. It doesn't mean that this is the method that everyone's using. It's one of the methods that many other podcasters are using around the world. I just happen to find my method of creating podcasts far easier than how other people do them. I just find my own method of podcasting more relaxed and not as stuffy than other people's. At least I think it is, right? So as a business owner, I want you to solve someone's professional challenge with your own solution. When you share your own solution that's when you build trust. That's when you build relatability with your audience. And that's how you get people to come into your, you know, for those business people, you come into your funnel. So solve someone's problem with your own solution because there might be five other experts that are doing it, but they might be doing it much longer. Maybe they're not doing it as efficient as you. Do it with your own solution. Let's talk about people who are in the lifestyle and let's say cooking niche. What can you do in your podcast that will create intention that will solve a problem? You've seen this a million times. If you've ever gone to look for a recipe, shit, you know, you look for a recipe and typically on the blog, the person who's, who creates that recipe, they give a little story, backstory of why they created that recipe. So when you're building intentional content that resolves, share recipes in your podcast. Recipes that enhance your entertaining factor on the weekends. Share recipes that enhance your nutrition. Share recipes that make your kids happy. Share recipes that pair well with different foods or drinks. Share those recipes and relate them back to the person and their situation. You're building intentional content that resolves or solves something. Let's talk about travel. Share experiences of places where you've traveled. Maybe you provide lists, the top 10 places to eat in Sedona, Arizona. Give a review of a restaurant In Chicago, Illinois, these are things that you could do to build intentional content that will resolve someone's problem. Because when we are consuming content on the internet, that's all we're doing. We are consuming content when we're searching for something. You want to build something that will pay off in the end. Pay off with imagination, pay off with reviews. You want to send your listener into an imaginary land of seeing themselves take action on something that you are recommending. You've been through that process. You've been down that road. And you know the best steps to take for them. Build content that is intentional and content that resolves. Every niche that I have mentioned here is all umbrellaed under the concept of of value. Give your listener value. Number 4. I know we're on number 4. Build relationships on social media through your podcast. You know, grow your following. This is going to be very important. This is a this is this is an advanced play that you don't even realize that you're doing. Because the advanced play is going to Come later down the line when you want to run ads for your podcast. This is the big question that I see online in podcasting groups all over. They say, you know, is it worth running ads to promote my podcast? Well, yes and no. I would say yes. Actually, let's start with no. I would say no if you don't have a plan. Yes, if you have built a strategic plan. So number four, build relationships on social media through your podcast Grow your following, invite them to ask questions. You know how I always ask you in this podcast, if you ever have a question, to reach out to me on my website and I'll try to answer a question for you. Follow me on the social media platforms. Reach out to me on those platforms as well. Build your relationships on social media. Communicate with people, just don't make it a one way piece of communication. Communicate back, follow some of those people if you want to. But grow your following because later down the line, you're going to want those followers if you're trying to promote products or services, all right? Number five, find other podcasts that you can appear on in 2021 and share your genius. So thing, this thing right here that you can be doing in 2021 to take your podcast to the next level is probably gonna be one of the most important. I want you to find other podcasters that you can appear on where you can share your genius. Now, your genius might be in the niche in which you are best known for. Maybe it's in comedy. Maybe it's in music. Maybe it's in lifestyle cooking. Maybe it's in lifestyle fashion. But find other podcasts to get on. You know, I do podcasts every now and again that are away from this particular niche that I'm in talking about, you know, I'm, I'm not always talking about podcasting. I'll go on a music podcast and I will talk about 80s music or I'll talk about music between the 2000s and now in the rock niche. I will talk about that because what ends up happening is that I end up building a relationship with someone in that in that time I'm recording that podcast. And when the listener starts listening to it, they learn a little bit about me. By the time the podcast ends, someone's always going to say, how can people find you? You can let them know. You can let them know that you are a podcast host. You can let them know that you are a master chef. You can let them know that you are a fashion designer. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to be on those fashion design podcasts. I'd want you to be on those podcasts, but you can expand out. Don't be afraid to expand out. Find other podcasts you can appear on and share your genius. Your genius might be your humor. Your genius might be your knowledge. Your genius might just be you. Number six, I want you to start tracking your listeners. This is going to be, I know people are going to freak out about this one. Number six, start tracking your listeners via your website. I want you to learn how to implement a Facebook pixel on your website. I want you to learn how to implement a Google Ads pixel on your website. I want you to learn how to implement Google Analytics on your website. If you're using WordPress, there might be some plugins that you can use to do this. In fact, I don't I haven't been on WordPress's platform <sighs> recently because I, you know, I just haven't done that in a while. I'm on a different platform, but they might have that ability for you to plug in Your UA number for Google Analytics. Your Facebook Pixel number. They might have those already ready for you inside of WordPress. I know that inside of Squarespace you can do that. Inside of Kajabi they have fields in which you can already fill that out. I want you to learn how to implement these things because these are going to be plays for you later down the line when you want to promote, say, A, your podcast, B, a product, or C, a service. Something. You've got to have this. Most podcasters don't do this. They're so focused on they're focused on numbers, they're focused on downloads, they're focused on subscribers. I wouldn't even be focused on that. I mean, I don't want to say don't be focused on it, but I wouldn't make it the major, 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 major priority. My major priority would be getting them to my website because those are people who are interested. Number seven, don't rely on getting sponsors immediately. Don't rely on this. I think a lot of podcasters burn out over a course of time because they think that they have to have a sponsor immediately whenever they get into a podcast and they start one. What I want you to rely on is building great content. That's it. Instead of hunting out for a sponsor, someone to sponsor four episodes of your podcast, but you don't know that you're going to be getting over 100 downloads or 1,000 downloads. You don't know how many downloads you're going to get on that episode. Instead of worrying about that, what I would want you to worry about is start developing other streams of income. Start developing streams of affiliate income. The easiest way to do this affiliate income thing would be to look at Amazon's affiliate program. I am not talking about the Amazon influencer program, I would warn you against that unless there's an Amazon influencer out there that uh, has been doing this a lot longer, but I remember from the last time that I did the influencer program with Amazon where you promote products that people can purchase on Amazon and when someone purchases those products that you recommend, you get the kickback, you get the commission. As far as the influencer program was concerned, you had to constantly be promoting. You had to be constantly pushing people to those web platforms. Instead, I want you to focus on the Amazon Associates affiliate program. I'm going to leave a link for that in the description of this podcast on your podcast player, whether you're an Apple podcast or Spotify. I will leave a link directly to where you can enroll in that. And start looking up items that you use in your daily that you could recommend to your own audience. Now, I'm not going to lie. You're not going to get a whole bunch of money. But it's best to have that piece of information available for people to click on. And you might get a couple bucks from someone buying an Instapot. You might get a couple bucks for someone buying a microphone. You might get a couple bucks for someone buying a mug. I would much rather be making a little bit of money than none. So take that time to hunt out affiliate opportunities on Amazon. That's the easiest way. Don't rely on getting these sponsorships right away. Build value in your episodes so that later on you can start getting those sponsorships. Number eight, become a more efficient editor in 2021. Now this comes with a couple different parts. When I say become a more efficient editor in 2021, what I am also talking about is becoming a better presenter. And in order to become a better presenter on your podcast means you have to practice and build that repetition muscle of creating content. So to become an efficient editor, you have to become equally an efficient presenter. Prepare yourself For each episode. Doesn't mean you have to write down every word. That you're going to say in your podcast. No. You're just writing bullet points. Everything that I'm talking about with you in this podcast right now. Is written in my notebook. On my rocket book. In bullet points. That's it. Become a more efficient editor in 2021. By becoming a better presenter. Take your time. To learn how the editing programs work educate yourself on the editing program i'm going to keep saying this till you're you're done with me till you have to fast forward through these episodes take the time to learn the editing program to become a better editor when you're a better presenter you don't have to edit as much the goal is to not edit as much the goal is to know those keys on your DAW to where you can make the proper adjustments. Go into the help menu and see if you can find the solution to the DAW or the problem inside the DAW that you were looking for, you know, the problem inside the DAW that you're having that maybe you're looking to solve. Go to the help section. That's what it's there for. Number nine, I want you to be consistent, persistent, persistent. And relentless. This can be difficult and I understand that. Being consistent, persistent, and relentless. Kind of all the same thing really, right? It can be difficult. I, I know that a lot of you out there have jobs, normal jobs. You're trying to balance your job, your family, your kids, and this thing, your podcast. But what's going to make or break your podcast is is the consistency, your persistence, and the never-ending relentlessness that you will have to make sure that you see this thing through. Ask yourself if you are gonna go all the way in on your podcast in 2021. And by the end of 2021, will you have reached or surpassed the goal you have set for yourself for 2021 it's all going to be based in the consistency release schedule of your podcast your persistence to make sure you're creating valuable content with intention and you have a relentless attitude every week to put it out hell or high water you are going to do it number 10 Know when and how to take breaks in 2021. We talked about this in the last segment. I know it's kind of counterintuitive to number nine. Number nine being the consistent, persistent, and relentless. But if you tip off your audience and let them know, hey, look, I got to take a break. Take your break. There's no need in putting out shit content than putting out better content later down the line. Or you can really work ahead for yourself. Sometimes we do this. Sometimes I've done this. In fact, the podcast that I'm editing right now, not for the podcast therapist, but uh, for uh, uh, Remarkable People, he's like four episodes ahead right now. He could take two weeks of a break and be okay and not have to podcast, not have to record anything. So know when and how to take breaks. Build those breaks into your schedule. If you're trying to be consistent, persistent, and relentless, then what you're going to have to do if you want to take your trip to California to Disneyland, make sure that you're recording ahead of time, recording episodes ahead of time, and scheduling them out ahead of time. Set up your social media marketing campaigns so that those go out ahead of time. You're going to have to do a lot of work ahead of time, but I would much rather do that work ahead of time Then stress about it while I was on vacation. So know when and how to take your breaks if you need them. Sometimes it might not be going to Disneyland. It may be more just about you sitting down, grabbing the remote, flipping on the TV, and chilling the F out. That's all it might be. And you're allowed to do that. No one is telling you that you can or you can't. The rules of the internet say that consistency, persistence, and relentless is good so that you can get your name out there. But as we talked about in the last segment, I want you to also focus on your health, your sanity. Take time out for yourself. Allow yourself the break. And don't be so hard on yourself. When you do that, you deflate everything that you have worked for be good to yourself and know when and how to take breaks give yourself a little bit of leeway let's answer some questions coming up next in unnecessary explanations Therapist. right now you might be in the middle of the research phase of launching your podcast maybe you've gotten some equipment signed up for a zoom account and have recorded a few podcast episodes but what steps do you need to take when it comes to a successful podcast launch would you believe the biggest mistake podcasters make is the launch sequence Seriously, just like a space shuttle has a sequence to put astronauts into space, podcasts have sequences to put a podcast in the marketplace successfully. That's why I created the Podcast Launch Checklist. After helping numerous clients build their podcasts, I developed a step-by-step guide to help podcast creators just like you have a clean launch sequence without wasting time. The podcast launch checklist is a 12-step sequence that walks you through the pre-launch, mid-launch, and post-launch process with specific steps and instructions that will save you time. If you're tired of walking around in the dark trying to figure out everything that comes with the podcast launch, you can grab the podcast launch checklist today. Visit the podcast therapist.com slash PLC and use the code Pod Therapist, all one word, to get 25% off this checklist today. Unnecessary okay. explanations. The podcast therapist. Unnecessary explanations. All right, it is time for unnecessary explanations, and we're going to be answering some questions that came to me over the weekend on, um, you know, someone's particular podcast. So, if you're looking for me to answer a question that you might have with your podcast, I want to encourage you to go on over to therapist.com slash podcast and jump on down to the contact me section and you can leave me either a voicemail or shoot me an email. Uh, you can even reach out to me on those social media platforms. Ask me a question there and I will be more than happy to answer your question on an upcoming episode of The Podcast Therapist. Uh, you know, This last week I had um, or over the weekend actually, it was over the Christmas weekend, I had a, a consultation with some one, and we sat for about an hour talking about their particular podcast. Now, um, I get a little more into the weeds and in-depth with those people, but I will do what I can with your question on these segments in which I answer your question over. You know that you've sent over email. Uh, obviously, it's a little bit different whenever you're sending something over email as opposed to doing a consultation with me, so if I can get to your question, I will definitely try to answer that, and of course, if you are recording podcasts uh, via video, I want to encourage you to also check out StreamYard. I always tell people about StreamYard because StreamYard is one of the ways you can create video podcasts very easily. You can create seamless recordings of your podcast interviews or stream them live direct to multiple platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, or even Periscope. I have done this, or you can just record them and then save them for later when you are looking to promote your podcast. If you wanna learn more and uh, learn more about StreamYard, go to my affiliate link, thepodcasttherapist.com slash StreamYard to get started today. So today's question is going to come to us from Ted Hallam, and Ted has a video-style podcast called The Data Canteen. And uh, as he has said in his particular email, he says, This is focused on supporting prior and current U.S. military service members who are into or who want to get into data science or machine learning. So he has told me that... All of the guides that I provided for him, the essential podcast equipment guide, the podcast launch checklist, they all have answered those basic questions that he needs. So that's great. But he has more nuanced questions that um, he needs more help with. So let's try to answer this uh, for him in today's episode. Now he's got four questions. I'm only gonna answer, I believe, uh, three of them because one of the questions I do need to reach out to him and clarify with him. So Ted, I will be getting back to you as soon as I can. All right, so let's go ahead and answer uh, one of three questions here. So start for the the first one here is he asks the question. I anticipate that efficiently scheduling guests will be a challenge. Is there a particular online service that you favor for scheduling guests? In my case, the ideal scheduling service would integrate with Google Calendar and a capable of scheduling guests around my existing obligations. So this is a very simple answer for you. Uh, the scheduling software that I use is called Calendly. Um, you would just need to go into Google and type in K- I'm sorry, C-A-L-E-N-D.ly. i I'll leave a link also in the uh, description of this podcast episode on your podcasting app so you can check it out there. But that is going to be the one that I would recommend for you. Uh, the reason why I like Calendly is that um, it allows you to integrate your current Google calendar uh, with Calendly. And so, You can set your own schedule and if you happen to uh, have some obligations that you have scheduled throughout the week, Calendly, Calendly will recognize that and it will not make those times available on your Calendly schedule, so that's one of the things that I love to do, now there's other softwares out there that you can use, ScheduleOnce is another one that I have used in the past, but it seems a little more robust, I mean, even though it is more robust, um, it can do a lot, it can do a lot, but Calendly was very simple for me, I was just looking for a very simple schedule, uh, scheduling software for Uh, guests for networking calls for uh, you know consultations whatever it may have been so Calendly was very easy and of course Calendly integrated great with Stripe so if I was doing consultations if I do consultations I can take and collect payment almost well actually I can collect payment immediately and have that meeting scheduled out immediately on my calendar and it will not conflict with anything on my Google Calendar so that is the uh that is a platform that I use, Calendly. That's what I would recommend. There's many others, like I said, Schedule Once is another one. There's, I think Acuity is out there as well. But if you're looking for something very simple and bare bones, um, I wouldn't say Calendly is bare bones. They have definitely done some improvements over the years with their platform. But how you use the platform is very simple and bare bones. Um, if you wanted to get deep into the weeds with Calendly, you certainly can, but it's not necessary. So that's the one that I would recommend. So let's go ahead and jump into the next question. Question number two, he says, uh, what's a skinny on podcast guest release forms and do you consider them a must? I first became aware of this as a thing in the following article and he linked an article that came from rss.com and the title of the article was, do I need podcast guest release forms? And so this is an interesting one (laughs) and I will say that I'm not like the, the ultimate expert on this, but I can give you the perspective of what we do in radio and what podcasters are doing. I think, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous, honestly. Um, I don't think it's necessary. But there may be situations where you do need a guest release form. I'm not saying that. My answer is right. But I have very specific reasons why I don't have guest release forms and I don't fret over them. So in this article on RSS.com, there was an attorney that had said that there was a podcaster who did an interview with someone. And I'm just paraphrasing at this point. I'm not even reading it, actually. I'm just trying to remember it from memory. Basically, this podcaster interviewed someone and they did the interview. And then later on down the line, the interviewee said, hey, I don't want my podcast up. I don't want it to be published anywhere. I need you to take it down. Now, I don't know if that podcaster said that they don't want to take that podcast down and it ended up becoming a legal issue. And so uh, I I think it ended up going to court and whatnot. And I can't remember if it had something to do with proprietary information. I don't know if it were me in that situation. I would have said, fine, I'm going to take it down if they were having a problem with their you know, their ability to come onto my podcast and share that information, they should have known from the very start that this stuff was going to be broadcast out and syndicated over the internet. And now they don't want it on the internet. I would probably just say, fine, we're going to take it down. Because I have very specific reasons of why I would do this. I'm hoping that the content that I would be creating that is subsequent to that particular episode would be equally as valuable, if not more valuable, than just that one episode with that one particular guest. Now, this is why I don't ask for guest release forms. What I am asking whenever I have someone come onto my particular podcast is that we have a mutual understanding that when I bring them on my podcast, that I'm trying to promote them. I'm trying to drive traffic back to their website. I'm trying to paint them in the good light. And if they have a problem with that, then I don't want them anywhere on my podcast or on my website, I would be more than happy to take it down. Even if I had a hundred thousand hits on that page, I would still take it down because I don't want that. I don't want that type of person that I don't want those type of people on my podcast. So to come back to that question is do you need to have a, a podcast guest release form? No, you don't have to. If you want to, and you're dealing with maybe more sensitive information. Maybe there's a reason for that. But I don't think it's necessary. And that's w- <sighs> There are a ton of little things. That you're going to hear from all kinds of podcasters. Different podcast coaches. coaches and they're going to say. You need to have this podcast guest released for. Because we want to make sure that you're legally okay. But for some people. That really is the thing that is holding them back. From creating a podcast. So, if you go into it with the mutual understanding that you are creating content for the internet to hope to drive traffic to a web page or to a particular episode that will be benefiting both of you mutually, you don't need to have a, a, a podcast guest release form. You're trying to help each other out. And that, I think, says enough. So, I hope that answers your question. Let's go to the next question. Uh, he asks, or he says, truth in lending this is actually a couple of related questions. So he's got actually a couple of different questions in this uh, particular question. He says he is launching the data canteen for an established LinkedIn group. Some of the group members have offered donations to help offset costs. So the first question is what is the current best practice for accepting donations? There seems to be a dizzying array of options for accepting money, but which is the best value? So let's start with that question first, then we'll go on to, uh, building on that question. So, it's really going to be up to you, Ted, honestly. Uh, you know, you can start as simple as using a paypal.me link by using PayPal's uh donation platform. And people can go over there and they can donate whatever they want to your podcast that way. Or maybe you create a Patreon website and you build different tiers and you can collect donations that way, but you're going to have to create different pieces of content, I'm sure. Or you could just use it as a bare bones way of collecting payment. I believe pay, I believe Patreon uses Stripe as opposed to PayPal. I could be wrong on that. But I think they do use Stripe. Easier payments. Uh, I think that um, it just makes it more easy for people to uh, give you payment. But PayPal is making it much easier to do these days. So it's really going to be up to you. I'm sure there's other platforms out there that are really great that you can use. I mean, uh, you could be one of these people who really get in the weeds, but at the end of the day, if you're looking for donations, you just need to be promoting that one link for someone to donate and just keep promoting it. You know, How you get your money is going to be up to you. For me, it's just like if you're going to promote that link, promote the link. Okay? His next part of his question says, building on that question... The data canteen is a passion project and a wholly non nonprofit endeavor however, as this uh, as this is in the early stages, I haven't pursued the process of officially becoming a non nonprofit. I want the production to be as professional as possible. So my outlay of cash in terms of equipment software and hosting services has been substantial and meager donations are expected to fa- to be far from profit generating. So my second question here is, In a situation like mine, are you aware of any big legal or tax liability gotchas that I should consider before accepting donations? I am going to defer this question to having you go to a tax attorney, going that route. What I would say and what I can assume, and this is just full disclosure and a disclaimer, I'm not a tax professional, but if you are spending money on the Platform, and the podcast itself, you pr- you should be able to write that off as part of your organization. That should be a write-off in some sense. But again, I would like to defer to a tax attorney because that might be it's a different situation because it is a nonprofit. If you were doing this as an entrepreneurial venture, then I would say you could be able, you should be able to write that off if you have incorporated yourself, uh, turned yourself into the, into an LLC. You should be able to write that stuff off because those are assets that you are building. So go to a tax attorney. I can't give you the full answer on that. And then the third part of his question, is says, uh, in any case, I assume I should be keeping accounting expenses and donations, even if only for my personal income tax return. So my final question here is, do you recommend any particular web-based accounting tools for this sort of basic expense and donation tracking? So, you know, because it is nonprofit, I'm not exactly sure. Again, I would defer back to a tax attorney, but if you're looking to take an accounting of your expenses, Uh, You can go with FreshBooks. FreshBooks is a really good one. QuickBooks does a lot of um, the same things as FreshBooks. Uh, I was on QuickBooks for a while and I was using that for my consultations and I was able to not only send invoices out, but I was also to connect it with my bank account. And of course, with my bank account, I was able to see how much money was going out and how much money was coming in. So those all broke it down very easily. And then I was able to give that information at the end of the year to my tax attorney and it made it more simple as far as what money came in and what money went out, what was an asset, what was a write-off. All of that was all within QuickBooks. And I do believe FreshBooks does the same thing. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I have QuickBooks now, uh, but I don't use it too much because I'm really just using PayPal these days. All the money that I'm using on a PayPal business account, I'm not spending as much money as you would think for all the services that I use. So... I'm using the same services over and over. You know, you got a Buzzsprout account. You've got, uh, you know, I, I got like a TubeBuddy account. I've got StreamYard account. I've got Kajabi account, and, excuse me, excuse me. And those all bill out either monthly or they bill out yearly. So at the end of the year when that all comes up, I'm just able to do an export inside of PayPal and share those with my tax attorney. So that's something that I think you can do. You can either do it on PayPal It's probably much easier in FreshBooks and probably easier in QuickBooks. That might be the best way that you can get... your, your records in play. But again, like I said, I'm not a tax attorney. I can't give you those direct answers. I would refer you to someone else. All right. So that is going to go ahead and do it for the questions this week on unnecessary explanations. If you have a question that you want me to answer for you in this particular segment of the podcast therapist, please reach out to me at thepodcasttherapist.com slash podcast. Go to the contact me section and you can see all the icons that are right there for you to reach out to me and ask your question. You can ask ask nuanced questions like Ted has done here uh, or you can ask very general questions. It doesn't even have to be about podcasting. It could be about your website. It could be about marketing. It could be about anything that you want it to be. But I want to encourage you to go ahead and ask me these questions because I will try to give you the best answer as possible so that we can make the process a lot easier for you. So again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Podcast Therapist. Happy New Year to each and every one of you guys who are out there uh, starting podcasts into 2021. I would love to see what your podcast is about and I would just, you know, I'll just snoop around and see what it's all about. So feel free, like I said, to reach out to me on that contact me section at thepodcasttherapist.com slash podcast. Let me know what your podcast is about and, uh, you know, I'll give it a little snoop around. I won't necessarily possibly reach out to you unless I, you know, I see something that I think is interesting, but we'll see where you are. And if you have those questions, you can reach out to me and I will try to answer your questions. Happy new year to you. Be safe into 2021. And let's start building some incredible, valuable content for the new year. We'll see you next time. Take care. Cast Therapist. Mixdown Media Productions.